0: what is going on in our country really what's going on in our world things are crazy this is unbelievable what are we supposed to do good morning and welcome to god's resistance god's resistance is local in wilkesbury in the wyoming valley and spreading elsewhere if you need someone to talk to or pray with and are interested in joining a small group to help you live as a disciple of christ Stay tuned for contact info. My name is Eric Samborski, and I want to thank you for tuning into God's Resistance, where we resist sin, self, the devil, and the world. You can hear us every Sunday at 9 a.m. on WITK 1550 AM and 94.7 FM. If you miss the radio program, then look for the God's Resistance podcast on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube at 9 a.m. every Sunday where these are uploaded and you'll find other content on there as well. You can find us at godsresistance.com and on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, YouTube, and Rumble at God's Resistance, and that is spelled G-O-D-S-R-E-S-I-S-T-A-N-C-E. Make sure to like, follow, and turn on notifications for helpful spiritual content, and you can contact us at gods.resistance at gmail.com or give us a call at 570 362 7782. Now let's listen in on today's briefing. Today we're going to be looking in 2 Timothy 3 verse uh well the whole thing where we're going to start in verse 1. Uh, but we are in a day where things are a little crazy in the world around. Um a lot of uncertainty, a lot of people are asking a lot of questions. But what does the Bible have to say about it? That's what we are Wanting to know, and then that's going to give us a little bit of an idea of where we go from here. So let's just start right off in 2 Timothy 3 1. But understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. What does it mean here by the last days? Well, the last days here refers to all of the days that are before christ's second coming so we're in the last days jesus already came on this earth he already died and he ascended up into heaven and we are told in the bible that he will come back to this earth again sometime in his second appearing and these days between his rising up into heaven and his second coming are referred to as the last days in the bible we are in the last days of existence here on earth and we're told that in these last days There's going to be times of difficulty. Well, there's been no shortage of difficulty throughout history. As we read through the pages of history, there has been troubles and wars and all sorts of things that have gone on, and you and I have read about many of them. We're told, though, that in these times of difficulty, in the original Greek, it's speaking more specifically of specific difficult days. There's going to be uh, the Great Tribulation. There's going to be persecution of Christians. There's going to be terrible things that end up taking place, and it seems to be that the whole world is heading towards a climax, A climax, especially as we think about uh, all this COVID situation in our, well, in the United States, but also throughout the entire world. When has it ever been that something has affected the entire world this same way that has happened right now? Now, I can say world wars and everything, maybe that's done it to a certain degree, But this is pretty insane, and uh, the push and thrust for global government and global totalitarian control uh, is becoming more and more of a possibility, and with that, the persecution of Christians. Now, you may say, well, there's troubles for everybody. Yes, there is, but isn't it interesting that the Christians are the ones that are most singled out out of all religions to be silenced? I mean, you could argue with many different other things, but that has been usually what it is throughout the centuries and especially in this day. So, in our day, it's being increasingly more so that Christians are labeled as haters and practicing hate speech simply just for preaching. There's been uh, the jailing of pastors in Canada that have kept their churches open, that are preaching because they believe church is essential, regardless of the COVID restrictions. Now they're dragging out pastors um, just by their hands and feet and bringing them into jail for preaching. There's also this canceling of pastors in our cancel culture. You don't like what the Bible says. You don't like the preaching against sin. Uh, It's not that necessarily you don't like the preacher, although I think that does happen. It's more so that you don't like the message, and the preacher, who is faithful, does speak the message. And now we find the persecution of pastors in America starting, which has already been starting in many other countries, but now canceling of pastors, such a disrespect and such a hatred towards truth. And now, you know, we would think, well, this is insane. I don't know if I want to be alive during these days. I don't want my kids to grow up in this. Well, the Bible makes it very clear that this was all foretold, and this is so as to help Christians not to be shaken from their faith. God has told us that this has happened. Jesus said that these things were going to happen. And so you and I, we look at this situation and we think, oh no, what's going on? When in fact, what is going on is the very things that we have been told about in the scriptures. So God help us to continue to keep our nose inside of the book. Everything that we're seeing, it's definitely crazy. But if we were to think about it more like a signpost for us or really the truth of the scriptures is happening before our face, we shouldn't be surprised, though we may very much hate it and wish that it wasn't happening. But this is normal, according to Jesus. This is what Jesus had said. So now I want to talk about what these last days look like, what they will look like, what they presently are looking like. And we're going to be looking at verses 2 through, let's see here, 2 through 9, and that's going to give us a look at these last days and what they look at. So let's start in verse 2 here. We are told, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy, to name a few. Let's start with these lovers of self. This is the day of selfies, by the way, I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with taking a picture, a selfie picture of yourself and perhaps somebody who you love and you're trying to make a memory. I'm not talking about that, but this is the day of, of self-absorption, social media flaunting. You know, you, you don't feel like you are anybody unless people like you and follow you all over social media, so you've got to paint this facade picture uh, that your life is so much better than perhaps it really is. And so we, it's all about us, me, 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 and what I'm doing. And it's all over social media. Then we have Hollywood and the Hollywood mentality. Hollywood is all about self and is all about flaunting self. And then they're the ones that are putting their ideals, their whatever they think is right or good, they're putting this on us as if that's normal. You see it flaunted over the pages of magazines when you go throughout. Uh, grocery stores. What a woman's supposed to look like. What a man's supposed to look like. What our values are supposed to be. We're being inundated by this, and all, all sorts of other media outlets bring these same things to to bear across our minds. And it seems like we're pummeled, and it's hard to get out of it. And you know, we mostly our culture mostly cares about what I want and what feels good to me. So this is a culture of loving of self, and we're seeing it getting worse and worse. This is already told us. Also, lovers of money. Life is consumed with the dollar. Life is consumed with status. Who do people think that I am and do I have power? Now, people may get this money through hard work, which is commendable. However, they're still just living for the dollar. And some people think, well, I don't really want hard work, so maybe they look for get-rich-quick schemes, pyramid schemes, or they, they try and buy lottery tickets. I remember working at a gas station. A man won the lottery and you think he's set. He'd be all right. No, That man spent his lottery earnings on buying whole books of $10 scratch tickets and just going from gas station to gas station to gas station, buying all of them up. The lottery. People are consumed with the dollar. Also, we're told that people are proud and arrogant. Now, pride is a condition of the heart. You know, somebody can be proud without necessarily having that show on their face or or show in their actions. I mean, eventually it'll have to be because the contents of the heart are going to spill out. But some, people can do a pretty good job of hiding the pride of their heart. But we're told not only is it people are proud in these last days, but arrogant. And arrogance is really when pride spills to the outside, kind of like in the form of boasting. You can't even contain it anymore. And it's such a stink in God's nostrils. And there's such a lack of humility. We're all our own gods, the tiring competition, one with another. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I've got more to offer than you. Then we're told about in the last days, people are going to be abusive and this is essentially the American rhetoric right now, is to just put people in, under labels, attack them, and hate them, and use all sorts of crazy language. And you, you know, people say hate speech, hate speech. This is going on any side of the spectrum. This isn't just the conservatives that are talking hate speech, as some accusations come out, and it's not just those that are uh, more liberal or on the left. At each side is firing at one another with such abusive language and no wonder now that in our streets we have riots and violence in the streets, and it's, it's going to get worse and worse according to the scriptures. And you think, how can it get any worse? Well, just look at any countries where their economy has collapsed and where then it's just been mob rule. Look at Venezuela. Look at uh, uh, other countries that are not of Western civilization, and they've been just overrun by all this, and now they're just riots, violence, abusive language, just whatever's right in my own eyes, that's what I'm going to do. This, this is the sign of the last days. Disobedient to parents. Kids don't want to hear what their parents have to say anymore. They despise their parents. Ungrateful. It, there's not enough in this life, you know? I've got to have more, I've got to have more, I've got to have more. Not even thankful for the things that I have, and certainly unholy. All the desires in our culture, the LGBTQ movement, the sexual promiscuity, all sorts of evil and wicked things, is it, is it any wonder that our society's a mess when it's filled with unholy people. Verse three says that people will be heartless. Really, we we look at this now too. Parents don't even care about their kids. They say they care about their kids, but they let their kids do whatever they want. They really aren't involved in their lives, or sometimes their kids are just a burden to them. And what they really want to do, we hardly care about one another, let alone our own kids. It's you know what's in it for me? How can I benefit from this? That's essentially the uh, the mantra of our day. We don't even care about one another. We'll we'll say we care about one another, but then if we can get ahead and smash someone else down, we'll do it. We're in a culture of people that are unappeasable. It doesn't matter what you say, you can't calm them down. If they're mad at you, forget it. They're they're not going to repent. They're not going to turn their ways. You did something, you crossed them, and that's just all there is to it. And now we're just going to lay it on heavy, and we're unappeasable. You cannot stop our wrath. You cannot reason through this. Slanderous. We're talking about other people and cutting them down with our words and saying lies about people that are unverified, or perhaps we don't know all of the facts around the situation, so we just spread rumors and gossip, and we're fomenting all sorts of disgusting wickedness and vileness because we can't, we can't just keep our mouths quiet and keep to ourselves. We've got to be involved in everyone else's business. We're This generation also in the last days without self-control. People don't have any, it seems, ability to say no to themselves anymore. It's, well, I want this, and I'll do whatever it takes to get it. People are brutal. It's so brutal. I remember, I just read an article about, I can't even remember what the girl's name was, but this girl was good friends with somebody in high school, and then another outsider girl came from Catholic school. She's uh, amongst them and starts to make friends with them, and then steals away this best friend from another girl. And ends up spending less and less time with her, and then they plot to kill this other girl simply because they don't like her, and they stab her about fifty times, bury her in the woods, and they tried to hide it, but one of them, their conscience couldn't stand it anymore, so she went and confessed, and they said, "Why did you do it?" Well, we just didn't like her. Brutal. I mean, how else is it? I think I just there was a something happened in New York City not too long back where a, a mother and children or something are going to look at the Statue of Liberty and right in open daylight shot to death. Brutal and certainly not loving good. There is very little love for good in our society right now. Treacherous. And this word treacherous literally means treasonous, which is like the highest ultimate betrayal. And people are doing this. They're betraying their own family. And the Bible speaks about this as well. Betraying all that's good and right, betraying friendships, betraying everything that is sacred. They're betraying their trust just for whatever. They're reckless rash actions and decisions, not really taking the time to just calmly observe what's going on and, and, and interact with it and then make decisions off of that. No, we're just going off of base passions and being reckless people, not planning ahead. We're also told that people are swollen with conceit. They're so full of themselves they can't see anything else but themselves. They're lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God, and we see that everywhere. Our, our communist welfare state is really feeding this problem nationwide because we're handing everything out to everybody. Nobody has to work for anything. Nobody has to really put in the effort. So what do they do? They just say, everything is owed to me, and they, they consume themselves on pleasures, and they have no responsibility that really puts the grit inside of them. And God help us here. But this is the sign of our times. Verse number five, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. You know, when listening to this list beforehand, you would think, well, this is just what the world's like without God. But by this verse, we're told this is not just the world, but it's creeping into the church. The church is spineless. The church is caving to the world and its criticisms. The church is joining the world in its pursuits. And there's a certain amount of clout in wearing Christianity like this social merit badge. These so-called Christians are imposters and players, or as imposters and players, are void of the true power of Christ. And we're told here to avoid these imposters as they're swallowed up in the trouble of these last days and speeding up the destruction of many souls. We're told that for among them, in verse 6, are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins, and led astray by various passions. Think of all the sexual scandals that have happened in the church. Even in the evangelical church, it's not immune from it. It doesn't matter. Seventh verse, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. And, you know, all these degrees people are seeking after, going to higher learning, and yet they're as ignorant as can be spiritually. They'll never learn the true life of godliness by endless years of schooling and learning. That comes from other things. But you know what? They've got a position, so they, they try and puff themselves up by their own minds and by their own learning. And we're told in verse 8, just as Janus and Jambris opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. In case you've just tuned in, you are listening to God's Resistance, where we resist sin, self, the world, and the devil. You can hear us every Sunday at 9 a.m. on WITK, 1550 a.m. and 94.7 f.m. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at God's Resistance. That is G-O-D-S-R-E-S-I-S-T-A-N-C-E. You can also email us at gods.resistance at gmail.com or call us at 570-362-7782. Speaking of Janus and Jambres that were opposed to Moses, these men in our present day are having the same spirit as these guys opposed to it. These so-called pastors of today, they're jealous for a position. They're jealous for power. And because of that, they're afraid to preach repentance of sin, like turning our back on sin and victory over sin in this life. And they're afraid to speak about that because they know they'll lose their position. So, they preach another gospel. They preach the so called social justice. They leave the salvation of God and the claim of Christ on every life. They leave all that in the dust. They say, you know, some of these things, you know, about the salvation of God and all that. They say those things in words, but the power of God is oftentimes missing. Now, I'm not saying that we should not be concerned about social ills and all this, but they're replacing the gospel, which is going to fix the social ills of our society. With all these social justice talking points, we've got enough of that. As we read uh, articles, as we listen to media, they're they're beating the drum of social justice. We have enough of that. If there is truly a problem of social justice, it is going to be taken care of when people stop pointing their finger at everybody else and when they themselves get their hearts right with God and become radically transformed by the power of God. We can change social injustices, but until then. Do not join on the bandwagon there of some of these things, because oftentimes, who knows how much of this is all really true? It's been fomented. We know the hearts of people. They're wicked and corrupt. That's why we need the gospel. Their minds are corrupted, we're told, of these teachers that have just, you know, denied the power of godliness. They they want to be like Janice and Jambres, you know, like they said to Moses, we, you know, you're not the only holy one. We can do things too. So with jealousy, they start fighting against the man God chose. And there's the same kind of people in our present-day Christianity. And according to this verse, they're disqualified in the sight of God. And yet they have followings of people that will listen to them. Why? Because those people are dead themselves, and they don't have spiritual life. So those people that don't have spiritual life, listen to the pastors and preachers that don't have spiritual life and are void of the power of God. And may the Lord help us. This is the picture of these last days. But they will not, those guys, those pastors, those so-called ones that are imposters, really, they'll not get very far. For their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men, Janus and Jambres. So in our present day, it may appear to be that these pastors get on well for a while, but ultimately, they will be, all of their folly is going to be laid bare to everybody, and judgment will be theirs, just like judgment is going to be to us. So that's this awful picture of these difficult times in the last days. But we have some more to look at. In verse 10, we read something else. You, however, so not only Paul speaking to Timothy, but this goes to you as a Christian. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness. This is what Paul is saying to Timothy. My persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra. Which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Notice in verse 10 that here is evidenced a true following, and there is a great premium on godly submission. Paul was a true Christian living out the reality of Christ and the teaching of the Bible, and he modeled it for others. And because he did it, there was, I mean, first of all, he did it because that's what Jesus did, but also there was so much confusion everywhere else that around that he had to call others along with him so they could see this true gospel lived out and not be confused. And if we're going to make it through these last days, we will have to follow faithful men just the same. Saints are not made alone. We need one another if we're going to make it. And we need to see people that stand up for truth no matter what comes their way and that will encourage and strengthen us to be faithful and to do the same, to follow after the same pathway as they did. We need those people. We need to look for those that truly love God and have an iron will that will not bow to this world and to all its dictates, which are against Christ. Friendship with the world is at enmity with God, just in case you may think that I'm being a little too hard. The Bible is very hard about that. If you're a friend with the world, you're an enemy toward God. That's what the scriptures say. There's no bones to pick about that. We have got, To face what the scriptures say and then stand up and have a spine in these days. Indeed, we're told all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, or another translation, the King James says, shall suffer persecution. So if you are true, if you're a true and a real Christian, you'll not have your best life here and now, but you're gonna suffer ridicule, you're gonna suffer shame, and you're gonna suffer intense persecution. Why? Because you're Christ's, and it happened to him. And they'll call the master of the house Beelzebub. They're going to call that to you too. So don't cave and cower to all this wickedness of these last days. Bow before your Lord. Bow before Christ who went the way before you, who bore the shame and suffering and reproach of humanity to give salvation. And if we're going to allow people to find the salvation of Christ, we're going to have to follow him in his sufferings. And I'm telling you, it's not that easy. It's not easy. Who wants to do that? Who wants to go through awful times? None of us. But thank the Lord we've been warned here in the scriptures. We need one another. We need to pray and we need Christ. We need Him all the more so now than we ever did. While we read in verse 13, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So settle it in your mind to be true to God while it looks like you're in the wrong so far as public opinion is concerned. And everybody else is against you. Don't cave and say, man, I must be wrong. No, look back in the Bible. If the Bible says it's wrong, then it's wrong. Doesn't matter if the whole world says something else. Let God be true and every man be a liar, says the scriptures. We're told that these people will become worse and worse as they are right now, and they're going to continue to be. They are deceived themselves and they're deceiving others. So it's God is telling us this is going to happen and He's going to allow it to happen because He's not going to ride over people's wills. So they're going to be deceived themselves and they're going to deceive others. So it shouldn't be a surprise to us. We shouldn't be thinking, what in the world is going on? Well, we know what's going on. It's there in the scriptures, it's in the Bible. And we need to settle it in our minds to stay true to God no matter what because while we stay true to God, they're going to wax worse and worse. But verse 14, But as for you, they're going to wax worse and worse. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. I would say that as an encouragement to anybody that loves Jesus, anybody that has been saved, that has been born again, radically transformed by the grace of Christ and by his blood. But as for you, listener, continue in what you have learned and continue in what you have firmly believed. I'm not saying. Believe wrong things, but you know what's real in the scriptures. Continue in that. He says, knowing from whom you learned it. And I would ask you, is there a mentor in your life? Is there somebody that pointed you to Christ? Is there somebody that you know who walks as Jesus walked and taught you the truth of God? Stand firm in that. Don't go off in some other direction. Don't cave because the pressure's hot. Stand firm. Verse 15. And he's saying of Timothy, you learn this, but How, from a childhood, you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I would also say, for you that have been Christians from an early age and haven't gone off into the dregs of sin, stand firm. You have nothing to be ashamed of. If anything, you have a wonderful testimony because you never had to go into the depths of sin to realize how much you needed to be saved from from yourself and from sin. But it's true to all of us alike. We need the scriptures. They are able to make us wise unto salvation in our faith in Christ. So we need the Bible these days. We're told in verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. It's inspired by God. Profitable for teaching, for reproof. That is um, speaking to somebody with correction. For correction and for training in righteousness. So here is our foundation. Here is our soul food and our sustenance. Here's meat and bread to my spirit, to my soul. The Bible's still the answer. And obedience to the Bible is still the answer. It doesn't do us any good. It doesn't do us any good if we read the Bible, but we're not walking in truth. We're not walking in the light of it. If the, if the Bible and, and our, and our Interacting with it has not radically changed our life and doesn't continue yet to do so. Something's wrong. We need to pray. We need to get along with God. But the Bible is still the answer, and obedience to it is still the answer. And he said, It is profitable for teaching. We can teach people the ways of truth and righteousness, it's profitable for reproof and correction. People need to be corrected. We can use the Bible to do so and to train us in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This is how you make a difference in the lives around you. So let me ask you a question, dear listener. Are you listening to this and you realize I'm not right with God? Are you doing some of those things that I'd listed off in the beginning? Some of those things of terrible wickedness? Then you need to be saved. You need to repent of your sins and fling yourself at the feet of Christ and trust Him to change you and make you a new person. Are you already saved? Well, you have your instructions here. Don't cave to the godless world that's around you, but stand. Stand upon God's Word and obey it, no matter what happens. If you are not saved, again, you need to get saved. Time is short. We are in the last days. If you are hearing the sound of my voice, and realizing that you are in desperate need of salvation, you can cry out to God right now, and for Jesus' sake, if you, if you are real with Him and you repent of your sins and believe on Him, you'll know that change I'm speaking about, and you can be a part of the solution and not the problem. And to the rest of us that do know Jesus as our Savior, don't take your talking points from the news media or from the world around you, but take them from the Son of God. Take them from the written Word of God. Your next step is to call 570-362-7782 or email gods.resistance at gmail.com. Then introduce yourself to me. Set up a time so that we can meet. I want to coach you and help you further to walk with God in your journey. Also, make sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and all of our social media platforms. You're going to find more teaching and preaching. That's going to help you on your journey. You can also connect with other people that are walking the same road as you. I want you to tell your friends about this broadcast every Sunday at 9 a.m. on WITK and to tell your friends about our social media accounts. But above all, join the resistance, God's resistance. Special thank you to Spectacular Sound Productions for giving permission for the use of the song Heroes and Monsters, which was edited and used in part on this production. The permission was granted under attribution share Alike 4.0 international creative commons license. That license may be found at https colon forward slash forward slash forward slash licenses forward slash by hyphen essay forward slash 4.0 forward slash legal code.